welcome to the Living Well With podcast. My name is Caitlin Soule, and I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist who specializes in using cognitive behavioral therapy to help people with things like anxiety, worry, depression, OCD, and just general life issues. In this podcast, I will share insights from my personal life and my clinical life around mental and emotional wellness to help us live better with whatever life throws our way. Okay, you guys, are you ready to talk Oprah? If not, this probably isn't the episode for you if you're not an Oprah fan. But then again, if you're not an Oprah fan, I don't know if we can really be friends because who doesn't love Oprah, right? Oprah is amazing. I think she's one of the most amazing human beings walking on this earth. And I think her presence is a gift. Her impact is impossible to measure. Um, And I had the privilege of going to see her talk at the Oprah 2020 Vision Tour. actually spent the whole day listening to her talk alongside 15,000 other people. Maybe some of you who are listening went too. Um, It was just amazing. And I wanted to share my takeaways from her talks or her um, experience with you in hopes that I mean, I walked away from, from Saturday just feeling so moved, inspired, and buoyed, and just kind of like ready to fully embrace where I am in my life right now and where I want to go. And so my hope is that as I share my takeaways with you from my experience and, and what I what I heard her say is that maybe somehow in some little way I can lift you up just a little bit too. And maybe that you could take in the message and think about how you can use it to step even more into your power, even more into who you are and who you're meant to be. So I'll start here. I'll start with a little background on kind of my relationship with Oprah from afar. So growing up, probably like many of you, I often came home to Oprah being on the TV. It was usually just kind of on in the background. My mom would watch it here and there. She was doing all the things because like most moms, she didn't have much time to sit down and watch TV. But it was this constant voice in my life. And I would get pulled in and captivated by her voice and her story. She was a truth teller then, one of the first real truth tellers. And and amazingly, a black woman of all, in a time that that she was the only black woman on TV, pretty much. And she was a truth teller then, and she is now. And I know I'm not alone in my admiration for Oprah. Um, I, as I sat there with 15,000 people, as I said yesterday, that was very apparent. Um, but the most crazy thing to me is that she just gets better and better as she gets older. And I guess that's not really crazy because Oprah says herself, when you know better, you do better. And to me, it was just such a, it's such a gift to be able to think of things that way. And that as women, we oftentimes think of age as this sort of scary thing or this um, loss or kind of the loss of youth as um, really loss of life. And what I love about seeing Oprah talk and being there in her presence is that she was able to spread the message that it just gets better and better as you get to know yourself more and you step into yourself and your power more. And she embodies that, man. She embodies that through and through. 
So when I saw Oprah was coming to San Francisco, um, I, I knew I wanted to go and I knew I was going to go no matter what. And I also knew that I wanted to share that experience with my mom. I don't know why I knew that at the time, but I just knew I wanted to share it with my mom. And my sister-in-law came too, and that was amazing. But in the moment that I, that I saw she was coming, I was like, I have to go with my mom. And I'll share more on that, but I'm so glad we did. I have to be honest about something else too. I was excited to see her, but I made this sort of naive assumption that I kind of have already, like, I already had heard all the things she had to say. Stupid me, right? Um, I listened to her podcast. I've watched her shows. Like I, anything, like I, I follow her and I'm just really in tune with what she's doing because as I've shared, I'm, I'm really inspired by her. So I kind of figured like, all right, well, I don't know if she'll have any new material to share, but I'm, I'm here for it. And I'm so glad I went with an open heart and open mind because what she shared was so much more than I could have ever expected. Um, my new saying after, after Saturday is the world and Oprah give you exactly what you need or the universe and Oprah give you exactly what you need from the second she walked on the stage to the moment she said her last word I was just completely captivated by her presence her message her essence really she is the embodiment of a woman like owning her shit owning her power owning her place in life and I know it didn't come easy Needless to say, I left there feeling so inspired and as though some open wounds got a little bit closer to being healed. So I want to share my takeaways with you from that day. If you have the chance to see her with to see her in person, do it. If you haven't listened to her podcast yet, um, Super Soul Sunday is my favorite. Do yourself a favor and do it. Over the years, she has opened my eyes and heart to stories that I never would have known about and perspectives that I wouldn't have considered if it weren't for her work. So here it is. I wrote down my takeaways and I want to share them with you here today. These are the things I walked away from after the experience of hearing her speak and the truths that I hope to hold on to. And a lot of these things... I've talked about on this podcast before in my own way, and they were just so reinforced by hearing her talk and spread the same message. In fact, a lot of my message was subconsciously informed by her because I've heard her voice my whole life, and maybe I wasn't ready to step into her message or her words, but now I am. So the first one, don't play small to make other people feel big. This is one I've talked about a lot. And it really hits home. Luckily, I grew up with parents who tried to teach me this in their way. (laughs) But just like you, I often internalized, or maybe like you, I shouldn't assume, but like many of you, I often internalized cultural messages or messages from relationships I was involved in, both indirect and direct, (laughs) that told me that the real me, the authentic me, the whole me was just too much. And that if I just told part of the truth, or was just a little bit less me, I wouldn't overwhelm people too much. For instance, if I shared my writing, it must be about things that people could relate to, or maybe things that, let's be honest, the men in my life would approve of. And while I always knew I had power and I had things to say, and I often used it, I didn't always, because it was just safer to please. I wouldn't be left alone so long as I was likable. 
ouch, right? That's a hard one to say, but I really think I believed that for so long. I won't be left alone so long as I'm likable. I'm not too much. I don't share what I really truly think. I can just share a little bit, but not too much because what if they don't agree? All I have to say about that now, and this has been a long time coming for me and through me doing a lot of my own work, shout out to my therapist and wellness peeps. (laughs) All I have to say is F that. I'm not small. I may be short. Yes, I'm short, but I am not small. Finally, 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 I would rather let other people down than let myself down. I am the one who has to lay my head on my pillow every night and relive the day, walk with my choices. I am the only one who can answer the question, was I fully me today? Was I the best and most authentic version of myself? I make mistakes, and there are days when I most certainly feel like I've gotten more wrong than right, but if I'm showing up in every room as all of me, I'm better for it and others are too. Oprah said that the 20s are a time of exploration and trying to figure it all out. And man, did I do that. I was a good explorer (laughs) and a um, curious explorer. And I made a lot of mistakes and I had a lot of fun. But your 30s are a time for trying out and living into who it is you are. And that's where I am now. No more small, just fully me. The second takeaway, your legacy doesn't have to be just one thing. This one was so good. I sort of get this sense of overwhelm sometimes, and I wonder if you do too. Like I kind of, like I have to figure out what my thing, air quotes, thing will be. How will I leave my mark on my family and my career on this earth? And then I feel pulled to like figure it all out right now in this moment to focus all my energy into this one thing and make that it. But you see, I've never been good at focusing my energy on one thing. I, like so many people, are, I'm multifaceted. We're meant to be. But I get distracted easy. And I'm fueled by having multiple things going on at once. And that's okay. Because while that may be true, I also know this one really important truth about myself. I have discipline. I am disciplined. I used to not believe that about myself, but I know it now. And when it comes to the things I care about most, I see them through. And also, if we're doing it right, if we're doing life right, whatever that is, our light and love will be spread a little bit everywhere in all the facets and parts of life, not just one. So often, I see people who are unwell or who want to feel better, and it's because they are out of balance. And I don't mean to to make the make this sound like there's there's some perfect way to balance life because that's just not true. But what I mean is maybe all their effort is put into their career and not enough into their family or their love or their relationships or just being human, right? Or maybe all their focus is being put into being a mom and there's not enough being put into who they really are on the inside and what they want what more there is for them for their career. So when we're focused just on one thing because we feel like we have to make some big impact and some big mark in this one area, we often lose sight of the fact that it's not just, it's not about that and that we feel best when we're able to share ourselves and our light and our love 
a little bit everywhere in all the parts of our life. Oprah told a really great story about how she once was having dinner or making dinner with Maya Angelou. Maya Angelou just casually, right? But that was her mentor. Um, And she described Maya Angelou as a mother figure to her. And she told Maya that she just knew her legacy would be her girls in South Africa and the school she opened there. She just knew that would be her legacy and she was so proud of it. And Maya said to her, you have no idea what your legacy will be yet. Damn. Even Oprah stopped in her tracks because it's true. We don't know. We don't know what our legacy will be, but the more we can be intentional and yet open to all the possibilities that life may bring us or that may come to us, the better we are for it and the better the world is for it, really. My third takeaway, your role as a parent should shift over time from manager to consultant. I mean... Right now, as a parent of three young children, I, we, we pretty much are in control of their lives, right? We, we, we feed them certain things. We set up their days and their schedules. We teach them things. We know about their friendships, their relationships. Um, we discipline them. We are there for every part of their life, and we are their number one as their parents. And that's just going to be the way it is for a very short time. And I only know that because I lived it and because people told me it, right? Like I was a kid once too. And I remember my parents being my whole world. And then I also remember my friends being my whole world, right? Um, And so right now with young children, yes, if you have young children, you have control and you get to manage your child's life and set up experiences for them and very much control those experiences, But as they get older, there's this thing that happens, right, where we need to move back. We need to let them have their experiences. We need to let them move through the world. We need to guide them. We need to guide them intentionally. We don't just let them go and say, go do whatever you want, right? We guide them, though. And it's the hardest thing, really, probably. And it's just scary because um, the world can be a big, bad, and scary place, and lots of mistake can be, mistakes can be made that we know are hard to recover from. We know that as adults. But our role, once our children become older, is to guide them. And as Oprah said, to be their consultant. You know, um, Oprah doesn't have children of her. Of, uh, she didn't birth children, but she has many children. And she is she has been a mother figure to many young women. And she talked about um, shifting from managing their lives to consulting in their lives and how she's really clear with them about that. And, you know, as I sat next to my own mom, I heard her have this big aha moment. My mom is really the most amazing human being, but I think she struggled with this notion of shifting from um, manager to consultant. And I hope she's okay with me sharing that on here because we talked about it a lot Um, because it's not just her. It's so many parents and it may be me someday, but I'm working on that. You know, it's the same people pleasing gene, right? The apple doesn't fall far from the tree and she's working on it. 
she would give the shirt off her back and really everything to her children. And she did for so many years and she still does. And for her grandchildren too. But what she knows now, and what we talk about is that when that happens, we risk as women forgetting who we really are. And also the biggest part, not allowing our children to fail. And failure is our greatest teacher. And as painful as that must be as a parent to see your child fail, it is the greatest gift we can give them to love them through it, guide them through that, guide them through it, be there for them through it. But we can't do it for them when we can't fix it for them. So as my children get older, not now, as my children get older, my hope is that I gracefully as possible, not trying to make this sound easy, I shift from manager to consultant. And then the next one, let your intention guide you. Let your intention guide you. Um, This was a big part of Oprah's talk. Um, Letting your intention and purpose guide you, not the opinions or validation of other people. As women, we often get that twisted, right? We learn somewhere along the way that it's more important to make other people feel good or comfortable and take care of everybody else. And so we actually don't even maybe know what our intention is as we move, as we move through our day and our career and, and our life, really. Um, we don't know what our purpose is. Maybe our purpose has just become to take care of everybody else and we've lost ourselves in that. So um, letting first sitting down and taking the time to figure out is figure out what is my intention? What do I really want? What is my why is really another way of saying it. And I think that this is a huge question and it, and it begs us to spend some time thinking about it and it may shift. It should shift and evolve over time. Um, what my intention was at 25 was very different than what my intention now is at 36. And my intention now, what I came up with, what I had come up with before and really reinforced yesterday or Saturday, whenever the heck it was, was this. I I just wrote this phrase down. May I be free, may I be present, and may I go forward with purpose. May I be free, may I be present, and may I go forward with purpose. And to me, that means if I'm being fully myself, that's free fully myself, unapologetically and fully myself, then I can be more present. I can be more present with my husband, with my children, with my career, with my life. And then I get to step forward and move forward into my purpose, which I don't my purpose is to just have purpose, if that makes sense. My purpose is to be intentional about what I choose to do. My purpose is to make choices that are best for myself and for my family, not for anybody else. So I will come back to this question. Will this serve me? How will this serve me? Will this serve my husband? Will this serve my children? First, will this serve myself? We've got to start there. Will this serve my children? Will this serve my husband? Will this serve my family? Will this serve my career? And then move forward with purpose. 
community is a gift. That was my next takeaway. I need more community. I'm just going to come out and say that very clearly on here. Just like so many of you, I tend to just put my head down and go. Um, And sitting there in that room yesterday with thousands of others, it felt so good seeing perfect strangers smile at each other and move their bodies and cry and laugh and learn. It was really just incredible. You know, we've gotten so far away from community, too far. It wasn't all that long ago that we were tribal. We were tribal people. And now we spend more time looking at social media or looking down with our heads down at our phone than we do in the eyes of another. And so I don't, I I know this is something I need to work on. And there's always the excuse, right? We've all said it and we've all been there. I'm busy. I have this. I have that. I have three kids. Okay. I'm not the only person in the world with three kids. I'm not the only person in the world with a job. I'm not the only person in the world with commitments. And and so many people could benefit from more community. There's so much healing that happens and understanding that happens just by being in the presence of other human beings, like-minded human beings. Um, And it's amazing. So my commitment to myself this year is to find more community. I've gotten started on that. And I think my my first big push on that was going away to the weekend retreat with the other therapists. Um, Those women that I met on that weekend and spent time with um, are still such a big part of what community means to me. Um, I have wonderful girlfriends in my life that I don't get to spend enough time with. And I don't choose to spend enough time with, to be honest. And I want to change that this year. And, um, I also want to find new community. Um, I don't, I, one of the people that I spent the weekend, my weekend retreat with, and I, I think it was, a, it was probably Elise because, um, Elise, um, Elise Snipes, by the way, who has a wonderful podcast. I've talked about it before called trailer cast a mentor of mine. Um, she said, if you, what did she say? It was so great. It was like, if there isn't a table for you, create one, like find it. I don't think that's exactly what she said, but the point was, is don't just stay like a martyr feeling like there is nowhere for me. Nobody understands me. Nobody gets me. Nobody's in it with me. Create that space. We live in an age where there is so much opportunity for that. Even though, like I said, we feel further away from community through technology. Technology can be an invitation into community. We can find groups on social media. Um, we can talk to people in other parts of the world. Um, and then maybe go somewhere new in your own community. For me, one thing that I really want to do this year is I want to find um, a, a bigger spiritual practice. Um, I'm really connected into meditation and wanting to learn more about it and find more time and space for it. So I want to get more connected into a spiritual practice. And through that, I know I'll find more community and strengthen community. And the last one, clearly the most important one to me and hopefully to you. I hope you hear this today. And Oprah said this in some different way some more poignant way than what I'm going to say, is you deserve to live your life just as you see it, just as you intended it to be. I mean, there's nothing like the thought of death to make you think about the way you really want to live your life. And 
And I don't know about you, but I don't want to wait until it's too late to wish that I had done the things I wanted to do or that I had done things differently or that I loved bigger and more and fuller or that I was more present in the moments, the small moments, the big moments, the in-between moments. I don't want to wait anymore. I want to show up for my life right now as it is. And that's how, and, and I want to, I want to own it. I want to recognize that I deserve to be here. I deserve to be going on this path. I envisioned a bigger life for myself when I was a little girl. I envisioned that, yes, I would be a mother and that I would be a wife and that I would have this full personal life. And I also envisioned that I would have a big career and that I would make a difference in the work that I did. I would impact people's life somehow. And the story of how that would go changed over time. When I was first small, I thought I would be a script writer and I would write movies. And I, I don't know, I just, I was, I thought I'd be a, a script writer. And then it shifted to a songwriter and then it shifted to a journalist and then it shifted to a therapist. And here I am now. And I feel like being a therapist is the place from which I can sort of do all those things. I get to show up for people on a one-on-one, um, one-on-one basis. I get to impact their life, hopefully, in a way that's helpful. And then that impact and what I what I heard from Oprah yesterday, it's the ripple effect is that when we show up in our power as our authentic self, and we make a difference in just one person's life, we say the thing or do the thing or show them the way, it then ripples out into making an impact into other people's life. So while we might think that our actions are small or fairly meaningless. It's just not true. It's not the case. Our actions mean a lot and we can have impact even if it's just when we're doing one-on-one work or working with one person or talking to one friend about that thing that's really hard to talk about or giving that hug that maybe you weren't sure if you should give. Um, Yeah, so um, for me, I imagine my life would be full and that I would have children and that I would be loved and that I would love and that I would make an impact in my career and my work. And I am doing that. I believe I'm doing that. I want to keep doing that in a way that's bigger and, and, and more, and I don't want to stop. And I hope you won't either. And I don't know what that looks like for you. It won't look like my dream. It won't look like my dream and that's okay. It shouldn't look like my dream. your dream can only look like yours, right? So I hope that this gave you some inspiration to think about what it is that you want moving forward into this day, into this week and month and year, and then really your life and give yourself permission to let that evolve and change over time. But think about it. Um, And the other thing is, is I didn't add this in my list as I'm thinking about it now, but one of the biggest takeaways for me um, from hearing Oprah talk was the way in which she talked about giving herself permission uh, to just be. Meditation was a part of the day on Saturday, and I know for me, meditation has been the biggest gift I've given myself this year. It has been the first time in my life, the first time in my life 
that I've learned to be still and be okay with being still for a lot of reasons. But one of the biggest is I have held on to this belief that if I'm not doing, I'm a doer, if I'm not doing or being productive, quote unquote, that I'm being lazy and that I'm not worthy or I don't deserve that. And you guys, we do deserve it. In fact, we need it. And that when we're still and quiet and we give ourselves time and space to just rest and be human, we don't always have to be um, going on to the next thing. We are giving ourselves space to evolve and feel joy. And what better gift could we give ourselves than that? So be still, rest. It's okay if you don't have all the things figured out today. I don't either. I really don't. Um, it's okay. It's okay to just be. Be in your skin. Be in your body. Show up for your life. Ask the questions. You deserve it. Okay, that's it. Cheers. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Living Well With. Do me a favor, and if you like what you heard, head to iTunes and subscribe. Share with a friend. Consider writing a review. And if you have any ideas for topics that we could cover on the podcast, please feel free to reach out. I'd love to hear from you. You can get in touch with me at caitlin at petalumacbt.org. You can also head to my Instagram page, which is at livingwell.org underscore with Caitlin, where I talk about different topics each day around mental and emotional health and living well. If you want to be in touch and find out more about what's going on in my practice or upcoming projects, sign up for the newsletter. You can do that on my website or on the link on my Instagram bio. I hope you have a beautiful day. Cheers.